Hey, everybody. Welcome to Public Access America's Just, Just the, the Tip. tip. <laughs> wow. It's too early for this. Hey, everybody. It's Jason again with another tip, and this one is for simple cooking. We all need a little more simple cooking in our lives. So tip one, of course, don't overload the pan. Leave a few inches between each item to make sure that they cook thoroughly. Otherwise, there's a chance the heat won't cook evenly. Your food could take longer to properly cook. It could affect flavor, texture, and the final results. Heat your pan ahead of time. Spray a few drops of water in the pan. It'll sizzle when it's ready. And lids will hold heat in to keep your food cooking perfectly. Thanks for being here. My second tip is listen and subscribe to Public Access America. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved. When there is a kind of coalition of conscience, of conscience, because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble, it was good trouble, it was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Welcome, welcome everybody to Public Access America. My name is Jason, his name is Jeffrey, and we are just here to talk about some good news this week, which is rare, and I like it with all the chaos going on. Jeffrey, you know, I put our Just the Tips up on TikTok and Instagram. They were seen almost a thousand times. Hmm. I love that. Nice. People, people love them. It's like a, we had both of them on Instagram and I love watching people just get these simple little tips. So we're going to keep doing that. I already have like 13 made. And if we do those at the end of the episodes, then we can just keep raking them in. I love that. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I tagged it on Twitter so that everybody would know we were going to talk about it. How was your oat milk? Ooh. Um, so round two, um, definitely better i i still need to tweak it a little bit but by far much better um the second time around i love that what is the process i just want to know so i can try so what you got to do is you've got to soak the oats um for a minimum of four hours i honestly uh i i just start soaking them uh right before i go to work and then at night when i'm you know doing my normal get ready for bed routine fill up the, you know, I fill up the thing with water, um, take the oats, drain them uh, as much as you can. And then you dump that into this basket and then, uh, throw in teaspoon of vanilla, two tablespoons of agave syrup. You can throw in some mm -hmm. salt and then it, I put it in that, the, the blender thing and takes less than five minutes for it to process dump it into the wow. glass container throw it in the fridge and i got cold oat milk in the morning that is so cool and you can flavor it however you want yep 
yep you can That's you can cool. flavor it you if you want strawberry oat milk you can make strawberry if you want to do coconut cashew almond whatever mm. um like for me i tend to I, I i have to not do so many nuts just because a lot of them contain um oxalate and my kidney stones are calcium oxalate stones so like I have to be careful with with oxalates just so that way I don't mess up my end up getting another kidney stone that shit. Perfect. And I want you know everybody they don't realize that their ancestors suffered with kidney stones. Going, what the heck is this? Oh God! It's not some <clears throat> it's not some woke culture to know what your body is like allergic to or prone to, mm-hmm. and so you know getting these tests are really cool because. Sometimes you're living a miserable existence simply because you're ingesting something that's making you miserable. Right. So I really love offering um, moments of food diversity mm-hmm. because I think we need the ability to have, even if you have three milks in your fridge and you find one better than the others, you know, like experimenting with this stuff is really kind of cool. Yeah. You know? you know, and and the funny thing is, is I've had a couple of people approach me and be like, oh, so does that just mean you're going to start just making that, you know, you know, milk for your family. I'm like, no, I make it for <laughs> me because I have to have it. Like there's, mm-hmm. is I, I, the bodies that would lay in the street, if I could have real milk again, <laughs> I mean, it would look, it would look pretty fucking gruesome, but it'll, it'll right. I can't have it. And so it's, you know, I have to do, what is it about the milk? I'm curious. Um, lactose intolerance. And it's just painful okay. for me. I got you. I mean, because I that that fair life stuff I got, it was, um, it was pasteurized better. But then I looked at it, and it was lactose free. You know, like even the stuff that's lactose free milk, um, mm-hmm. it still has some in it, and it's, it's just yeah, and it's it's not milk. It's just it's you know I for me it's I'm way too sensitive to it unfortunately, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, it's. There's, I will do, there's some things I will do because I can handle them. Like, uh, sharper cheeses. Great. Sharper oh, cheeses work great for me. Um, there is a lactose free sour cream that I will get that I can handle. Um, mm-hmm. but I can't, it's not like something where I'm going to be eating it every day. I got you. So it's, it's, you know, it's just a process of figuring out what you can and can't have. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so for me, like I like oat milk with my cereal it works great. <clears throat> I liked rice milk, but I don't, I just never found one that I really liked. And so now I'm curious if I can make my own rice milk and find one that I really like. Mm, rice pudding. I can imagine like horchata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's make that on tap. Ooh. <laughs> Get a dog in here. He'll, he'll, he'll yeah. be, he'll be drinking it with us. <clears throat> but yeah, what's impressed upon you this week? What's the story of the week that's like caught your attention? Mm, let's see. I mean, there's there's a number of different things out there that have caught my attention. Unfortunately, it's uh, this one. Uh, I I've got to go with this one because I'm a data analyst, and I know that we've nice. we've talked about COVID into the ground. But, you know, this is not lately. You, I mean, in the past, in the past, we have it. But I, here's one that I've, I've got to bring up. So 
you know, there's been a couple of scare articles that have come out and, you know, it's like, oh, the BA2 variant, subvariant of Omicron is you know, quickly becoming the dominant strain. And, and what does this mean? And OK, well, what does this mean? So, yeah, Europe is actually seeing some increase in cases right now. Now, they've done a number of different lockdown strategies, masking strategies. It's, it's been all over across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, their their vaccine uptake was, I would say, uh, initially better than ours. But I, I, if I remember correctly, their booster intake has not been as good as ours. Not that ours is really all that great. Um, <laughs> but um, you're actually starting to see this problem break out in China too, where you know severe yeah. lockdowns have hampered everybody's ability to. Uh, actually deal with the virus and now because it's they're not creating up an immunity or a resistance they're hiding from it which we all knew once omicron swept past them would devastate them mm-hmm. and that was the thing is is that you know when you have low vaccine uptake and then a wildly spreading variant that's not a, that's right. not a good thing but here you know i think what most people don't realize is that you know almost 70 percent of the va- uh, population is vaccinated and now here as well we've got things like uh, uh omicron specific um, monoclonal antibodies we mm-hmm. now have uh paxlovid which is the basically the what we call the covid z pack right and you know we have widespread testing as well you know, and they're developing um, generics for those COVID drugs. They're going to be, and that's where I was going with this is, is that that's going to be produced in 35 different countries. Yeah. And, and to me, that's, this is how we get out of, get into the endemic side of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I, I would say that in the U S we're already there. We're already going to treat this as an endemic because we have all these tools, but for the rest of the world, um, especially in places like Africa, where it's going to be a lot easier to get people uh, to take pills than it is for them to take vaccines. Like, especially if oh, they're great. sick, like this is, this is definitely going to be better. And in a lot of ways, you know, kind of one of the things that we've talked about in the past is that you end up stumbling backwards into live attenuation, you know, because this really shuts down the virus's ability to reproduce your body goes, Oh, Hey, cool. I know how to fight this. It doesn't overwhelm the immune system. And then you end up creating a robust immune system because you're fighting the totality of the virus, not just producing a spike protein, recognizing the spike protein, neutralizing that, and then fighting the whole virus. So in a lot of ways, like what you're seeing is, I would say, going to be very close to the endemic uh, route of COVID here very soon. And and we've built up the world T cells, the Earth's T cells to a point to where we can make progress right and that's one of the things you're going to see this is you know by i would say by summer we're going to be talking about treating this as a um as as like part of your normal cold and flu season cycle people like me who have trash lungs are going to get our boosters um because being sick really sucks and it hurts my lungs really badly agreed um other people are you know, they'll choose whether or not they want to get it and that'll be fine. And then we have a, a ton of treatments if things go worse and that's all we can do. Um, 
you know, and thank God for telehealth for all of this. It's that little link in the chain that gets you to the doctor without infecting people and to the pharmacy without infecting people. It's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Right. And then, you know, and uh, I mean, I will say that I'm not exactly thrilled with the way that they're going to do it, but I understand why. And that's that whole go to the pharmacy. If you pop positive for COVID, they prescribe you the pills right there. Um, sure. Personally, to me, I wish that at least for the short term future, what they had done was, you know, kind of like what they did with the COVID test. You send uh, four treatments to every home um, or you can, you know, go to your local pharmacy, pick them up. And then mm-hmm. if you pop positive at home and then that way you have number one tests at home, number two, one of you pop positive, then you can monitor everybody else. And then as soon as the next person pops positive, you just hand them their pack of pills, get them to take them and you just monitor everybody in the home. And then that way, rather than, you know, it's like, Hey, if I pop positive, everybody stays home. And if everybody stays home and then the next one or all of them pop positive, we all take the pills at the same time. We all, end up healing at the same time we all go back to you know being uh non-infectious we end up all going back so you're limiting the spread of the disease number one while also having the ability to treat it more readily number two sure any way you want to treat it you should be able to treat it i know that like instacart will pick up prescriptions for me if they're non-narcotic so there's a good chance that you could just have Instacart deliver it with your groceries. And so it's just about, it's just about keeping other people safe. That's always what it's been about. It's never been about like, you know, restricting rights. Like, I don't know. The rhetoric didn't match up with the end result is all I'm saying. And that's what you have to base your future decisions. Right. You know, know, and somebody, somebody had said something about, um, Fox News being rhetoric. And I told him, you got to realize that Tucker Carlson and Homer Simpson are on the same payroll. So take their opinions accordingly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, and that's just it. You know, the idea was to keep people safe. Have I liked wearing Mm -hmm. the mask? Fuck no. I didn't want to wear it, but I did because number one, it limited my ability to spread the disease to others. And number two, you know, it's really you know, you really have to look at what your moral justification is for me. As long as I kept other people safe um, to a certain point, it worked for me. And now we're at the tail end of this. And realistically, there are probably very few scenarios where I'm going to wear a mask. Uh, Like for example, you know, I'm hoping to get out and go see a friend of mine in California. And when I fly there, I'm probably going to wear a mask. Why? It's a freaking flying sardine can. Someone's going to be sick on there. Number one, I don't really want to get it again. Again. <laughs> Being, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And it really, that's really all it boils down to is, is that, I, you know, yeah, the masks aren't as helpful as we would like them to be in the face of Omicron. They're still better than nothing. I think, I think we all had fun with them, but it was all a little piece. It was like a bumper sticker on our face. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think we all had fun with that. Even the people that didn't want to wear masks that were forced to wear masks, uh, they got to have their say on the front of their face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's cool. That gave us more chance to protest. And so Mm -hmm. 
we could we could have had fun with it as a country we could have had like designers designing better masks and great masks we could have walked around with like boba fett helmets on but no we had to we had to politicus political political whatever we had to make it polit yeah. yeah and i hate that we could have had fun with it absolutely we didn't well and some people did like some people had a lot of fun with it like uh mm-hmm. you know the ones that figured out you know how to you know print like what looks like their face with a mask down around their chin yeah right right that you know i, I was like TikTok. that one's annoying but it's also kind of funny um yeah and then and uh there were a couple others there there were definitely some uh you know i would say some really fucking hilarious ones that i saw like yeah like one person i saw wearing a mask that said looking for my twink and i was like <laughs> you know what yeah you yeah. you find your twink <clears throat> my favorite was the reversible got it don't want it <laughs> yeah but i remember man i remember being on adam has a beard during the bandana stage mm-hmm. where people were like I'm not full on mask, but I understand I can't breathe on you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear a bandana. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, you know. and that's just it is like, you know, for a while it was like, you know, just trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. And then number two is like, uh-huh. or like the, my, I think the craziest stage for me was the everybody wiping down everything with fucking bleach wipes constantly go to the grocery right. store, wipe it. And that lasted about three fucking months maybe for you for other people with with seniors in their homes like my friend it lasted the entire time yeah and and so like yeah by 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 you know yeah. by summer all of us were just like ah oh, fuck it just rinse it off right and and you know yeah. and that's when we found out it's like surface transmissibility wasn't really a thing because it doesn't it doesn't really live yeah. all that long outside of uh, uh, on surfaces but yeah. it transfers really fucking easy and fast through the air turns out <laughs> you know it's funny like january 24th i had i met a i met a girl i asked her to move in because she didn't have anywhere else to go and then we got locked down and it was so hilarious because we didn't even really know each other i was like oh well you need a place for a couple weeks come stay here until you transition you know you're cool and then it was like two months of lockdown damn <laughs> what are we gonna do right I- she was a wonderful person, but yeah, we have, we've gotten away from COVID and I remember yeah. you saying that Sputnik wasn't a great vaccine and it makes me think not to get full on Russia. No, no, no. It makes Sputnik... me think that that could be another <clears throat> thing going on in Russia. No, you Sputnik, know what I mean? Sputnik was a good vaccine. It, what I didn't like about Sputnik was the lack of testing that they did. Like they tested very little in comparison to like how we test. Like that was my biggest gotcha. complaint about Sputnik. No, Sinovac, uh, the Chinese vaccine was not a good vaccine. That one was okay. not. Um, Russia's vaccine was like on par with uh, Pfizer and Moderna's. It was. Of course it was. That's the, that's where they got their information and stuff. Probably. But yeah, it was and supposedly it was supposedly like <laughs> 90, 92, 90 to 92% effective. And it's it's yeah. hard to say, you know, we there's a there's a strategic lack of information that comes out of a lot of countries on how effective their stuff mm-hmm. is. And and that's fine, you know. But my biggest complaint was was that number one, we just never really got to see uh good solid testing data. And number two, they just right. they just went full ham on it. Um, 
So well, I I always thought that information should be open source, so it wasn't it wasn't a comparison. If China wanted to make their own and brand it their own using the information the World Health Organization offered, that's fine because when then we have a standard. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and and I I think that we will get there. Um, there's because mm-hmm. we had talked about a couple of vaccines that you know that's what they were doing is they were open sourcing it. So, right. so, so they, they should, yeah, uh, I think that in a lot of cases, they absolutely should like this was, this was one where, you know, the vaccine nationality issue was just absolutely insane. It's like, I don't give a shit about nationality. Give me a f- efficacy. If it has, if, yes. if it sucks, it sucks. I don't care where it comes from. And if it's good, it's good. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. I don't care if the Moderna is called um, Chinese, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As long as it's the same standard across the board, that's how we all, that's, that's equity in health. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Shit. I love that. So I love that. So, you know, Oh, I know what I wanted to say. What do you got? So you you were talking, we were talking about making the pills generic Mm -hmm. and so that they could be produced in Africa and across the seas and all over the world. And I think that's great. I think we have to be really careful about who we do that with. Um, because I, I, I saw that story. And when I looked at like the countries they were considering offering this to Libya was one of them. Mm -hmm. And Libya is a disgusting place right now that is, um, scooping up people that are fleeing, um, Syria and the Middle East and conflicts and they're putting them in detention and, and turning them into slaves and shipping them off to other places mm. to be slaves and I, I I have that's way down on my list of notes this week but mm. I, I I don't want to I don't want to invest in Libya right now well you know? and this is <clears throat> this isn't us investing in anything this is hey here's the patent in order to make it you have to figure out how to make it Okay, and yep. I don't want the because the European Union actually helps to fund these detention centers, and so they're they're part of this, and it's a little ugly dark side that that has some reporting. But for right now, let's just pause on Libya. Let's uh, get them let them get straight, you know, right. before we before we start building infrastructure that's built on slave labor again, again. in another part of the world. Can we just not do that? Uyghurs. We miss you Uyghurs. And, and, <laughs> and realistically, like, you know, the problem with when it comes to any type of medication and it's mass production, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'm be real realistic. I guarantee you that somewhere, someplace that is going to be producing this, if you dig into what the government's doing, you're going to find some shady shit. It doesn't matter if it's Russia's, China's, ours, you know, uh, one of the Europeans, Africa, Asia, you know, it's gross. It's just gross. It's kind of, we kind of had this discussion here along, uh, you know, when, when Joe Rogan was getting canceled by everybody because of who he had on his podcast, it's like Joe Rogan. I don't remember. Oh, he got canceled. Anyway, <laughs> uh, some guy, so some guy got canceled, whatever. You know, and the point, <laughs> you know, and, and it didn't even, like, he didn't even get canceled. Everybody, you know, everybody was like, Joe Rogan's terrible war in Ukraine. Everybody forgot. And, right. You know, they're burning books, but we got to get rid of Joe Rogan. We're burning podcasts. They're burning books. It was just this crazy little, right, Salem witch trial phase of the 2022s. Man, I, I don't know. Like, I feel sorry for kids who literally are going to study 
this in their history class in high school. I'm going to be like, uh-huh. all right, before we get into the next section, I'm going to need you to do a line of cocaine because this is going to be a wild ride. Right. Comedy hour. You Showtime know. at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is, is like, it's, you know, we got to talking about it because a bunch of people canceled their Spotify and they're right. like, Oh, we're going to go to Apple music or YouTube. And I'm going, you realize that all of those companies do some really shady shit too. Right. Right. They, they, and they just did not, by the way, they just did not. And it's, it's like, it's like, what do you like? Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start with Apple and, and who they use in order to produce their iPhones? How about Google mm-hmm. and their policies on, on gathering and selling data? Facebook, oh, yeah, we can talk about how they manipulate your emotions. You know, there's actually a study behind it. Like, yeah. you pick pick your company that's going to be offering any service, and I guarantee you within five minutes, you'll find something really shitty and shady that they're doing. And so if, yeah. you know, and, and the thing about Joe Rogan is, is that the guy is, number one, an idiot. And number two, if you look at the range of guests that he has on his podcast, I mean, he's had everybody from like Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, you know, to, you know, some right wing nut jobs. And that's the thing is, is that Joe Rogan just has everybody on there. It's like, it's like, so, so what is it? You know, are you going to have like, you know, like if he had Dr. Fauci on there, would he be loved again? Like, like that's the grand question. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he's not loved because look, being the the poor man's joe rogan right Mm -hmm. we have the ability to say something in error because we can say whatever we want from our perspective the other thing is there is always the ability to counter that because what we're saying is public and at any time somebody can come in our chat and say jeffrey that is ridiculous that's not how you make oat milk here's the way to make it they can dispute it and we can dispute joe rogan you know what i did I went to Joe Rogan's website and said, Hey, you need more rational guests. I guess if you need one, I will apply. And that's what I did because we talked about that. We need more voices coming together. I wouldn't mind Joe Rogan being on here. I wouldn't bend my views to his perspective, but I would would try and find common ground. Exactly. And I wouldn't mind sitting down on Joe Rogan's podcast as, you know, a nobody and sit, you know, and have, have some real crazy and open discussions with him. But that's right. But that's the thing is, is that, you know, one of the things that we have to really think about is, you know, Free speech means that you're going to have people that say things incorrect, but free speech also means that you have the ability to correct things and say, no, what you said isn't correct. Here's the correct information. And and when you post that information, you have other people that are going to have the right and the ability to dispute that. It's like if I say something incorrect and, and somebody pops in the chat and says, hey, no, that's not correct. Here's the data source. And somebody looks at that data source and says, okay, you got that from some random.org website in their about me section. They literally talk about being a liberal or a conservative bias, you know, meant for conservatives, meant for liberals, then automatically like the data that you're going to show me and post to me, I'm going to question is biased. And as a scientist, that's my job is to look at what is and what isn't accurate. And guess what? That's the glories of science in a, a, in a free speech democracy is, is that everything that you do is going to be questioned by people who have the ability 
not just a voice, the ability to question you. And they're going to actually do research, not the I did my own research. They're going to actually do research. They're going to look at what you have. They're going to find data sources that are available. And they're going to either say, oh, shit, yeah, you were right. I didn't think about that. Or now you're wrong Mm -hmm. based on the interpretation of the facts. You know, and that's just it, is, is that everybody's going to look at things like this. Like I said, if 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 Joe Rogan showed up with Anthony Fauci on his podcast tomorrow and Joe Rogan was interested and enthusiastic and asking a ton of questions, non-combative, but really just digging into the wilds of what you know diseases are and how it works, everybody'd be like, Joe Rogan's a hero. He had Dr. Fauci on, and it's like this dude just literally yeah. has a number of fucking people on his podcast. Like it was kind of like when Elon Musk was on there and everybody's like, oh, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk smokes smokes a joint. One group goes, the group that was like, oh, went, hmm, Elon Musk. And the group that was like, oh, yay, went, why would you do that? And it's like they fucking melted down everybody over fucking Elon Musk smoking a joint on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was like, I, it was I hilarious think, to me. And meanwhile, I, I just think- saw somebody who was just like, yeah, fuck it, I do what I want. <laughs> That's that's how we should live our lives. What I want to I rec, what I recognize in Joe Rogan was um, the withdrawal of Trumpism. They needed the media needed another demon. They couldn't find one. Everyone was attacking Joe Rogan. Let's make him the next Trump story for a while. But then Putin took over as the Trump, mm-hmm. and now Putin's the even evil villain that the media can portray as chaos because mm-hmm. they need to fundraise and they need eyeballs, and chaos gives them the eyeballs. We're looking for the demon everywhere, you know what I mean? And, like like when we were talking about COVID testing, if you go testing for something, you're going to find it, and that's mm-hmm, exactly what I, it is. Is the media goes looking for a very specific thing? They need outrage in order to sell advertisements. Right. I mean. Steve Bannon is a nothing, right? I mean, he has an audience, but he is a nothing. He just spouts what comes out of his mouth at the time. That's the thing. He's trying to build something, but he's really a nobody. He's from a Breitbart, right? Right. Like that was a nothing, but he, he put his name everywhere and people thought he was big. And then he rented a castle and people were like, oh, he must be doing something, but he failed the whole time. Right. He's not an evil demon. He's a guy that had an idea. It was a bad, evil idea, but he wanted to see if it would work. And he tested his theory out and it worked. So he continued to test it until it failed. Yep, you know, and that's just it. Is is uh, you know, when it comes to all of these, all of these different messages, like mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is that you know, sensationalism catches eyeballs and spreads really fast, but eventually right. truth takes over, and that's the yeah. thing is, is that eventually you start to realize that it's all wild bullshit, and oh, okay, so this isn't a thing, and that goes back to this whole. You know, what we didn't, what I initially started talking about, you know, this, you know, this genomic variant is growing me and I, and I was, you know, was showing my kid was like, look, yes, the genomic variant is growing. Oh, gasp. Is that cause for concern? And so I showed him, it's like, this is what it looked like when the genomic variant was growing and we had Omicron on the rise. Oh, now look at this genomic variant. Yep. Now look at the case count and death count. Oh, it's going down. I'm like, yeah, so there's not enough difference between 
Omicron 1.1 and 2, you know, these variants spread so fast initially that probably most people got exposed to it. And so now that this BA2 is starting to grow, it's growing because there are people that didn't get exposed to it. And this one does outcompete those other viruses, but the case Mm -hmm. with case counts still going down, it's not exactly something where we need to go gasp and, you know, hide, you know, behind anything. Well, but I think we got, we got vaccinated. Some of us got boosted. Some of us got boosted and not vaccinated. Some of us had to go through the process of getting COVID and through all the combination of all of that in the hardest way possible, we reached herd immunity of some level, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it didn't have to be that difficult was my point the whole time, but no, we did it. We did it. And even the unvaccinated helped by getting, by getting it. And a lot of people got COVID and then went and got, got uh, vaccinated yep. and they had super immunity. So yep. in, in every way possible, everybody did it the way they wanted to. It's just, we cried and complained the whole time at each other. Like it was political when it wasn't. It's a fucking virus. It didn't care what, what color you supported, (laughs) what, what political direction you lead. Fuck. You could have been a communist fascist and it wouldn't have fucking cared. It's like, it's an oxymoron, (laughs) but. And you had, you have your individual freedom to do what you want on your own property. But if you're going somewhere where we all paid taxes, then we have to keep everyone safe. And that's where the protocols came in. But people wanted to fight that. And they're still fighting that in school board districts all around the country. It's fascinating to me. Well, and that's and that's <laughs> the thing too is is that there are people that are fighting it, and you know the. I, I will say that you know out here where we're at now is is that businesses can choose whether or not they want their patrons to be masked or not. Uh, my right. biggest complaint is is just can you make your signage a little more prevalent so that way I don't yes. walk into your store and have you staring at me and I'm like what's going on? Like, why are you looking at me funny? And then, right. and, then I'll, and then when I'm sitting there wandering around all of a sudden, I'm like, Hey, what's the sign say? Oh shit. You want me to be masked still? <laughs> well, I feel like right. <laughs> I just, I'm blind. That's when I want to carry my cane around with me. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> I don't see the signage that you present. And that's just, it is like, you know, it was on my left side. I didn't see it either. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, well, fuck, I feel like a dickhead because, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to wander around without my mask on. And if a place wants me to have my mask on, I'm going to put my mask on. And, and that's just it. Like, it's about respect. Yeah. They have a certain wish that they would like. I'm going to respect that wish. Period. End of story. That, that store, store owner might be immune compromised and still need the income from their store. Bingo. You know what I mean? And that's just so. it. It's like, you know, I absolutely... I absolutely don't mind wearing my mask if somebody requests it, you know, right. if somebody doesn't request it, I'm not going to wear it. And and that's where it just needs to be. And everybody just needs to accept that fact. Or, you know, if, if a place is going to request that you, you know, still continue to mask in the store and mm-hmm. that's a problem for you, don't fucking shop there. Just be like, well, don't okay, there. move on. It's just like, uh, it's the same thing as, will you make a cake for my lesbian wedding? No. Okay. I'm going to go to the baker across the street then. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one that I just, I, I've struggled with that one because I get it. Um, like I get that this is a fight for equality, but at the same time too, if somebody's like, no, nah, I'm not going to make your, your gay cake. And I'm going to be like, right. 
All right, I'm sure. Good. I'm sure that I will find somebody who will make me a fantastically delicious gay cake. Because I don't want to in any way be a part of the, you profiting w- along with your values. You know, right? I mean? Exactly. You know, and and, and, and I'm going to tell my mm-hmm. friends, yeah, they don't make cakes for gay people, and my <laughs> friends are going to be like, yeah, fuck it. I guess I don't need to buy a cake from there. That's right. So That's you right. know, realistically speaking, it's like, like it's it's not like, for example. Um, this issue with that one clerk uh who refused to marry the gay couple right uh i forget where she's from that was a while ago yep. uh, kentucky or kentucky yeah, one, yeah, of- one of the two right there but but uh you know there you know you have the government actually you know, a government uh actually denying what has been decided as a constitutional right and and mm-hmm. so there you have a very interesting uh, issue like at what point do you have to provide that accommodation? Because, you know, in one sense, yeah, you're asking somebody to quote unquote go against the religion. I have my own ideas on that. But at the same time, as a government official, you cannot deny that right. So the question becomes is, you know, do you have somebody who will fulfill that and say, hey, no, I won't sign this, but I have somebody who will right or you know that's exactly it or you don't know put your, don't put yourself in a position to where you're going to have to use your religion to deny somebody a right or you know uh as i would rather see it because you know i my opinion is is that the government shouldn't be uh involved in deciding who is and isn't married period end of story the that's government right. can decide who is a taxable entity let them decide that the only and, the yeah. only decision that i care about in terms of marriage is are they 18 or older legal age of consent okay that's it fine if they're if they are uh, if they are legal age i would two things i should say legal age of consent and have the ability to consent <laughs> i was thinking to myself we need another age from 18 to 25 <laughs> like i don't know if y'all are full-on adults yet but you deserve some certain freedoms but my god i don't want to give you the keys to anything just yet well and, and the reason i the reason i stick with 18 is is that if you're old enough to die for your country you're old enough to have a beer a smoke a joint uh whatever um oh i agree you know i that's that's my mentality because if if we're gonna if we're gonna set it to 21 then by all mm-hmm. means, you know, then you can't recruit anybody into the army until 21. You know, if you can't make okay. the decision to go have a beer or, or go smoke a joint, then the fuck is this idea that they have the mental capacity to go kill somebody in a foreign country? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. And, I, you know, I wanted to say Vladimir Putin walks around strutting his stuff and smiling, but we all know him as a baby killer. But what was even really worse to me, Jeffrey, in the in the pit of my brain about that was that he was sending young adults to kill babies. Mm-hmm. He wasn't himself doing it. He was he was having other kids kill kids, and that somehow made it made me feel really grosser about it. Absolutely, and and this is where I really, uh, you know, this oh, is ick. I I just. This is where I have to keep this in mind. Governments make decisions for people. They make, you know, they make these decisions that impact the world over. And 
I'm not going to sit down and, and criticize Vladimir Putin, you know, necessarily for some of the shit that he's done. Let's, let's be real honest. Our last move in Afghanistan was to bomb some kid's fucking birthday party. It's not like we really have a whole hell of a lot of high ground to talk on this, but what has to happen is, is that we have to have the conversation of why the fuck we need to be involved at all in another country. I've been struggling with the with our our decision on Ukraine, and I've been trying to figure out why. And the answer for me that I have come to is is that if our rationale for not getting involved in Ukraine is simply Russia as a nuclear power, what that means is is that number one, if you don't want the United States to be in your country, you need to become a nuclear power, right? Or number two. Um, what we're something North Korea has known for right. years or, or number two, we have to do a better job of creating coalitions, much like we did in desert storm, where there is a set mm-hmm. goal, there is a set mission and the mission, you know, is very, very, very clear. And right now you don't have that the mission is supply a bunch of weapons and and aid to ukraine without really any end game other than hope you make it i think ukraine needs to do it on their own i don't think they want they don't want somebody to sweep swoop in and take um their victory away i think we're doing i think we're doing it right but what i do believe as far as nuclear weapons is that we should have every country with nuclear weapons sign something that says if we can get nuke get nukes out of russia we all get rid of our nukes and then when the war crimes trial happens we we hold russia accountable and say you you took advantage of these you lose them and they have to give up their nukes in this process of you know I, reconciliation nuclear, and then everybody loses their nukes because russia went first nuclear weapons are truly evil um they're a very evil thing that i have no idea they about. are you know i think that is probably one of our biggest mistakes um in, in the course of humanity is making of the course. decision that uh we should have enough weaponry to glass the entire fucking planet and and render it uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. That's we only wanted the we only wanted the two, Jeffrey. That's all we were we were designed to make. But then a spy sent all of it to Russia. They built one, so we had to make a bigger one. Then they had to make a bigger one, so we made a bigger one. So they made more, so we made more. Yep, you know. And that's and that and that's it. It's terrible. It was a terrible development on the timeline that I wish somebody in the future would go back and resolve. You know what I right. mean? Honestly, like kill that spy because we would have given up nuclear technology because it scared the shit out of everybody that witnessed it, mm-hmm. you know. And here's and here's except the reality Russia, except Russia. <laughs> well, except the Soviet Union. We'll go with that. Russia <clears throat> was like, "Ooh, give me more of that." <laughs> you know, and and when you sit down and you think about how tragic nuclear weapons are, Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think about the fact that it's only they've only ever been dropped in anger twice, and it was us. And what it destroyed, it wasn't like you know, it destroyed just a military target. No, so many civilians were were incinerated in a flash, 
and so many uh would later come down with radiation sickness poisoning cancers birth defects i mean you think about the horrors of nuclear weapons it feels like a fever dream because it happened so long ago and realistically when you live in an era of smart bombs smart technology and you're still fucking killing civilians Right. That's that's not it's a, that's it's a war crime. Exactly, it is. And it, but the devastating thing, Jeffrey, about a crime is anybody else committing a crime would be stopped in the act. But we can't stop him in the act. There's no body on the planet that says you're committing a crime. Stop. You're under arrest. And that's you and know? I think that's where that's where my struggle has lied is uh, is light is late is because you have all of these war crimes going on and I don't want us involved in a war, but at the same time, uh-uh. when you have this level of war crimes, it's that struggle of, you know, somebody's got to stop him, but nobody's got, nobody's going to stop him because right. if we try to stop him, it's going to get worse. And that's, that's a really shitty, like that's a really shitty metric to have to, to say uh to to balance right exactly you know so like i don't like i don't want to send our troops into a fight with the russians i really don't Mm-mm. and and part of that is, is because i honestly do believe he would use a tactical nuke i really do I, and and my I hope think, is oh my of hope, course he would that's why he took chernobyl that's why he took the nuclear facilities my hope would be that and there are some Russian commanders in there that would be like, no, fuck you. That's not happening. That's not, that's not what we're going to do. But at the same time too, like this is a person who has literally replaced a thousand members close to him because he's right. afraid of getting poisoned. The, the, the only reason Vladimir Putin is still in power is because the war is still going on. And he knows that once this ends, he is officially a loser. He officially loses and the weight of the world comes down on him. The yep. only thing stopping him is this war. And that's what I love. My story in my head is these drone strikes by the Ukrainian army. Mm-hmm. We're giving them bombs that are drones that can hover and hit and wait in, you know what I mean? And go 1100 feet in the air and take out airplanes and take out troops troops and i love this i mean mm-hmm. ukraine's gonna win it they're gonna win on their own and they're gonna feel so proud that like america the big boy didn't come in and the world is gonna fe- feel better knowing that america didn't have to solve the problem all on its own mm-hmm. that we could have that coalition this is gonna make the world a better place and ukraine is gonna be a part of the U- european union mm-hmm. somebody said it after this European Union is going to want to be a part of Ukraine. Absolutely. And that's true. And Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky is one of the most amazing men on the planet. Right and that's now, the thing is know? like, you know, Russia has done more to, to sell NATO membership than the United States ever could have. Number one, right. Russia has done more to sell membership to the European Union than the European Union could have. Number three, mm-hmm. when Ukraine wins this, what you are going to see is the West come in. I mean, even China's going to try and come in and rebuild uh, Ukraine. But what well, they have investment in Ukraine. What you're going, but what you're going to see is is that Ukraine is going to heavily, uh, they are going to build up their army, um, provided that they yeah. hold out long enough to, 
you know, like Putin thinks that what's going to happen is, is you're going to get a neutral Ukraine that doesn't have an army and that's not going to happen. No, but what you will see is you will see a Ukraine that has a ton of weaponry and what they will have is a highly trained force, most likely by the West, because we were in there training them and you will see, uh, you will see the West funnel a bunch of money into rebuilding them, much like we did with West Germany. Oh, we'll have an air base in Ukraine. No, we won't. And there'll be there'll be a new Iron Curtain. What I think we should be moving in defensive technologies into Ukraine, f- closer and closer to the Russian borders for defense, but then keeping it there. You know, like you did this, Russia. You made us put this stuff here. You know, right? I I I I don't think you will see that. And the reason why I don't think you will see that is I think what you will see is Ukraine buy purchase even build their own systems <clears throat> to do that and i i, I, oh, I, I hope so yeah I, I do think that you will see a quote-unquote neutral ukraine but it's going to be more like uh i would say the japanese style where you will have a self-defense force not mm-hmm. not necessarily like a like an army like ours or russia's you will have a, a highly trained highly technologically capable self-defense force and right. I think what you will see is Ukraine become the leader of helping other countries establish what that self-defense force looks like. And so it'll, I it won't, so. it won't be a, it won't be a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It won't be a competitor to NATO. No, it will be in a lot of ways, a supplement to it simply because of the fact that you will now have a bunch of countries that will be able to stand up on their own. And mm. I don't know that there will necessarily be any type of mutual aid, much like NATO. I think it's going to literally be countries that decide that they want uh, a, a very capable self-defense force are going, Estonia, they're Lithuania, going Poland joining Ukraine and some sort of defense of their own. Something like that. Something like that, that would be cool. And, and, and what you will see is Ukraine become the leader in helping other countries, other smaller countries like say Moldova or Georgia. I become, hope so. become, I, love, I love all of those countries become technically uh, capable self-defense forces for their own country with no military mm. ambitions of going anywhere else. It's literally going to be a, you know, our weapons sit here on our border. They don't go anywhere. Public access America. It's always funny because like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. We're... I think political philosophy is a lot like religion and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone. And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. You can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making, making history in the making, in the making, in the making, in the making. That's what I hope. And my special shout out is to the Czech Republic. They gave 
they gave Ukraine those drones, which mm-hmm. changed, which just changed everything, and we know it. You can't even report it enough. So thank you. And then I, I do want to get to Slovakia this... is going to be handing over some S three hundred missile systems. Okay, I think it is. Uh, they're Russian miss- air systems. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The... the only reason that they're they, Ukraine is saying we want a no-fly zone, and I think what they're saying is, please help us, give us some troops that know how to use the equipment and then give us so we can create our own no-fly zone and that's like that's essentially what's happening dome because they don't have the training on patriot and iron dome right but if we could get somebody that just says okay i'm not in the army anymore for israel i'm going to ukraine you're you're seeing some of that that system you're and train you're actually seeing some of that um what you're actually going what you're actually going to see is i mean you're going to see more people that are that are um uh, trained with man pads. Um, uh-huh. And so like uh, the Stinger missiles, uh, they're going to be getting what's called a star streak system as well. Nice. Um, and, and as, and, 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 and of course the switchblade, the 300 and the Our new drones, right. Which, you know, you look at the cost of producing those things. I mean, that in and of itself is, you know, one of the things that I, I've been thinking about is, is like, you know, is is this old Soviet philosophy that actually made sense because we actually, in a way, used it ourselves during the Second World War. Quantity has a quality all its own. And, you know, like somebody had to, uh, you know, Russia launched and, and fired off a hypersonic missile. And, and a lot of people got freaked out about it and I laughed. And they're like, why is, the why is that so funny? And I said, well... Because now, thanks to Russia firing off a hypersonic missile, we were able to collect a ton of data on how this thing functions. So that's going to help us, number one. Number hypersonic two. Hypersonic means it can go the, around the world really fast and it's shooting at 400 miles. You know what I mean? It's right. like, well, okay, and, that, and was, cost, that was awesome. Well, and here's the other thing is, is that the cost of a hypersonic missile, the one that Russia mm. shot off, is like $105 million. That in and of itself is only a flex is all that is to do something that a dummy bomb could do. Exactly. And, yeah. and so basically it's, you know, the idea that it's a piece of psychological warfare, it works for mm-hmm. the general public, but anybody who knows what the cost of those things are, you've only got a limited number of those. And realistically the application for hypersonic missiles is extremely limited. And four of those stingers uh, drones are going to do just as much damage. Well, and that's for twenty four hundred bucks. You, you know, know what I mean. And and here's the here's the other realistic part of this is is that you know the U.S. does have its own hypersonic missiles. You know mm-hmm. the issue at hand isn't that we don't have them, and uh, uh, the media keeps reporting on setbacks and reliability. We had one that circled the planet, you know, something like six or ten times, and then re-entered and hit really fast. But at a right. cost of over a hundred million dollars, that's not a practical application. You could literally build uh, an F-18 for that cost, and that mm. F-18 is going to be able to hit more targets than one hypersonic missile. It's an ineffective weapon because it's right. a single-use weapon. Like if your if your goal was okay, you have a country that has an advanced air defense system and your goal is to take out that advanced air defense system without sending a person in. Sure, maybe a hypersonic missile might be worth it, but for the cost, like you have to be 
damn certain that that's what you want to do. Otherwise, all you're doing is literally just blowing fucking money out of your pocket. And number two, the idea that we don't have the ability to shut down a hypersonic missile is really fucking dumb. We shot down a tumbling satellite that was going at 18,000 miles an hour up in space with a fucking standard missile back in 2008. So the idea that we couldn't take what we now have our ship-mounted lasers to shut down a hypersonic missile because nothing travels faster than the speed of light. Nothing can. So realistically speaking, if we know how to track a hypersonic missile and then use a weapon that moves at the speed of light to shoot it down, and it's a weapon that can't really be mass-produced because it's too fucking expensive... Right. It was designed to travel around the earth until it was needed, till coordinates were fed into it. Right. It was meant to be like this giant, I'm going to fuck you at any time. China wanted one too. You know, it's, it's, they just want these nuclear missiles traveling around the globe until they want to switch it on. But Russia realized that <laughs> building a nuclear propelled fucking <laughs> missile just creates a ton of havoc in your own waters. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing is like it has. Like I said, it has very strategic uses, mm-hmm. but they're so fucking expensive that it's not worth it. Like no. you're you're just you have better conventional systems that you can produce that are not single use. And you're you'll be better off, you know. Cause imagine if, you know, you spent a hundred million dollars on a fighter bomber that could carry multiple bombs that had the same payload. Right. It's and then you can go back and load it up with multiple bombs again and again and again and again and again. It's it doesn't make any sense to spend that kind of money on something mm. that is literally just going to crash into the planet once. And it and, and that's where the U.S. is. Is is that are we trying to develop other hypersonic missiles? Yes. Why? Because at the current cost, it's just not cost effective as a weapon. It's not that it, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just not cost effective. <laughs> Oh, so we have a, we only have a couple minutes left in the episode and I did want to talk about uh, my favorite thing of the day Ooh, just yeah. really quickly. So, you know, I have how I felt about the border was a big thing, yes. but we've been treating the kids on the border. We've been, it's been torture, mental and physical torture. And, uh, I found a story from Holly, Holly Cooper from UC Davis immigrant immigration law clinic. And I thought it was so cool because a judge ruled that they can't treat those kids like that anymore. And we don't have a lot of time, but I think it's real important to realize they ended title 42 for the children being held in immigration. They've given them rights. They weren't allowing them to go to their families. Title 42 said because of COVID, you can't enter the country. So they were all being detained based on this protocol which meant they couldn't go to their families they couldn't Mm -hmm. communicate with their families they couldn't go to brothers and sisters and in the time they were just rotated and they were stepped up which meant they were sent to juvenile detention full-on prison for kids or tent cities or anywhere without any reason for it it was because they needed to put them somewhere not because the kid was Mm -hmm. bad or anything and that's all changed thanks to um a, a group of advocates and we're not torturing kids there's not kids in cages anymore jeffrey Eh, that's gonna get appealed it's that hasn't been ruled on by the supreme court 
Well, it's not. I don't see any reason why it would. There's no reason to. Why would they overrule that decision? It's a perfectly great decision. <laughs> you ask why would they overrule it, and then I say, yeah, well, I do. Look, look, look at our government. Because the reality was is that when Biden took off his kids in cages should have ended and it didn't. And it didn't. And we've been pushing. This is a 2018 case. Like Biden didn't do it. Nope. Biden didn't make the decision to give these kids the rights that they should be afforded to under our constitution. Nope. You know, a judge had to do it. I'm not giving, I'm not giving Biden any credit for this. Nope. And, that's, <laughs> his stand, and the reality his stand is, on immigration is just slightly less disgusting than the Republican stand on immigration. And America's stand on immigrants is disgusting. <laughs> and, and the reality is, is that this isn't over yet. I, I Okay. It would surprise me if the feds didn't appeal. It would really supply. It would really surprise me if they didn't appeal. And when they do appeal, wow. what will happen is they will immediately put a stay on that order by that judge, and mm. all of those treatments will still go back into effect. And until this thing gets decided by the Supreme Court, which is most likely a few years out, it's like it, it is a good ruling. Yeah, but this is. isn't done. Okay. Uh, because I'm looking only because, forward to that. Only because I have been a part of this system for a long time. And, right. And, and I, unfortunately, I know that if, if it's not, if it's not uh, you know, let's say the Ninth Circuit that gets the appeal, it's going to be something like the Sixth Circuit that does. Yeah, this was, <clears throat> this was ruled on in California. I just don't see any reason to advocate for torturing kids. Merrick Garland, I don't, I don't know why he would. I don't see any reason why he would fight this. It's not giving them any special privileges. It's giving them basic rights. That's the thing is, is that most of us would look at this and go, and I don't see any reason why uh, they right. would do this. <clears throat> but trust me, as much as we don't want to see it, I guarantee you we're going to see it. And it's going to be really frustrating. Wow. Well, Holly Cooper, I want you to come on the show and talk to us about this because, yeah, I did see that, that there's more pending appeal. Absolutely. There's a chance to appeal at the end of the story. Yep. All and, right. And, well, and I would not be surprised if, and when they do. Thank you for listening to public access America. My name has been Jason. His name has been Jeffrey, and we are going to start our second hour with the co-founder of ear kick an app designed to track your anxiety for better mental health. And I'm excited about this. Ooh, this not quite fun. sure where the conversation is going to go, but it's going to go to those who would tear defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and a yielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children, yes, we can. one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have
have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, on Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access history in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.